Welcome in, everybody. TIYF Podcast. Oh, look who woke up. Jose, the fantasy guru. What's up, man? <laughs> so welcome in. Welcome into our viewers from wherever you are, most likely from our own fantasy leagues, TIYF and the fantasy family. Uh, let's get the show kicked off. So going to be short one man on the crew today. Billy's not <clears throat> on the stream. Well, he's watching us. We, we got him here in spirit. Get well soon, Billy. Um, but what I do have with me are a couple of pros. So we got Paul, the truth, and we got the Jose, the fantasy guru. Start with you, yes, Paul. Start with me first? Yeah, starting with you first. All right, let me get it out the way real quick one time. Raiders! Yo, man. What a, what a fantasy week, man. My Raiders won. Yo, it, it's good, man. It's good. I, I'm, I'm excited. We got a lot of waivers to go over, man. It's it's going to be a good pod today. Nice. Jose, how you doing, man? Well, my Did boy Freeze? freeze? <laughs> it looked like he froze you, man. Yeah, see me? There we go. Yeah, there we I go. What's up, you. man? I don't know. My thing's acting up. What's up? What's up? Hey, good to see you, man. Oh yeah. So um, we got a full show for you guys today. We got course waiver wires after week one. Um, tons of stuff to talk about. Got news, injuries. We're gonna go over some top our top standout players for the week. Um, we're gonna go over some bus players for the week, primarily quarterbacks and whatever other position we come up with off the top of our head. Um, and then the the real heart of the show we're going to dive into the waiver wire list some of the guys that we think you should probably go after we're going to talk about of course the players and then we're going to talk about the fab budget how much should we spend on those players are they worth your number one waiver slot or not we'll find out so without further ado let's just go ahead and dive in to some of the news around the league and really some of the injuries really what it is so um Let's just get it out of the way. First, most critical injury um, with week one, Aaron Rodgers with a blown Achilles. Um, only got four snaps in. I think it was like 45 seconds of play or something like that. Um, and it looks like his season's already over. So, um, Jose, I'm going to start with you, man. You got any takeaways on on that Achilles injuries from Aaron Rodgers? What are you thinking? Yeah, he's done. I'm going to talk about he's now he's over with. He's out for the year. Sad to see a lot of people, you know, invested in him and, and wide receiving core for sure. So, I mean, they're going to take a hit as far as wide receivers with uh, what's the name back there? I don't even know his name, to be honest with you. I know it's a first round pick, slept with his, his mom's friend, 
That's all, that's all the last we heard of him. Oh, my boy, Zach Wilson? There we go. This is Zach oh, Wilson. Man. You forget about Zach Wilson, man. You know, he was an afterthought. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's his team now. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers went down four plays in, and it's a wrap. Yeah, they just can't get away from him. They can't get away from Zach Wilson. How about you, Paul? What do you how do you, how do you think this affects fantasy for the other players on the roster? Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. Well, just not that. I know fantasy owners invested like some. I know in some drafts, uh, Aaron Rodgers went a little earlier in some drafts than than his normal uh, average draft position. Uh, but like I know there's like, some guys that just just focused on Aaron Rodgers and that's all they had on their team, you know? Because you know, oh, I can get Aaron Rodgers in the tenth round and. Oh now, uh, what happened? And I was like, now, now they're out of a quarterback because oh. you invested in you invested in only Aaron Rodgers, thinking he was going to have an MVP year. And I understand that. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not shying away from that. I'm not saying he he couldn't be the MVP. He had all the tools. He had a defense. He had he had everything there. But we've already seen what happened with Zach Wilson uh, last season when he when he was in control of that offense. It it wasn't good. I mean, we, everybody was hoping for. Uh, Mike White, I think that's what his name was, the third-string quarterback there. And he's not even there anymore. So all those guys are going to take some fantasy hits. Yeah, they, they got the win. Everybody was hyped up. It was week one. But, man, you just got to feel for, like, the Garrett Wilsons. He's not going to have that, that season everybody's going to think that he would have had with Aaron Rodgers, that type that type of production you're going to get. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I, uh, I actually – so my opinion, let's say out of the top three fantasy guys on, on that team, right? So Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook – Actually, it affects all three, but I think it affects the running backs the least. If anything, they're probably going to lean on that that run game a lot with Zach Wilson. They're going to a lot of Brees Hall, a lot of Dalvin Cook, even Michael Carter is mixing in. Um, but Garrett Wilson's the one is the big loser out of the whole thing. So, um, I heard so I was I was doing some listening earlier today, and the splits between Garrett Wilson with. Uh, with Zach Wilson compared to literally any other quarterback, Joe Flacco, whoever the hell they had out there, um, <laughs> massive, massive difference in the splits. Um, it was something like over the eight, seven or eight games that Zach Wilson played for the Jets last year, Garrett Wilson only had like 400 yards or something crazy and a couple touchdowns. It's just a, a huge drop-off. Um, I would say this is my own personal opinion. Obviously, it would be a terrible time to try to sell Garrett Wilson right now. You're not going to get much, but if they do, if the Jets say they, the Jets, if they do go out and get another quarterback, like somebody that's better than Zach Wilson, then it, you know, it might help Garrett Wilson down the further down the line during the season. What about uh, all this talk, man? You know, everybody talk about uh, Kaepernick's in, in the mix and stuff. What do you think, man? Is that just thought you think it's just all rumors, man. You think Kaepernick finally makes his show and finally comes back to the NFL, man? Is he better than Zach Wilson, though? You know what I mean, like. You know, you look at all these quarterback options. Like, is there anybody out there right now better than than what you got that Zach Wilson's been there for pretty much three years, what, two or three years, knows the system. Do you really want to bring somebody else out there and kind of, like, revamp it and restart it all over? What? How long has Cap been out? Has it been seven years? It's been a long time. I mean, you know, his name's always going to his name's always gonna be out there. And it's just, do you take a chance on it? Is this the team? Okay, are we the team that takes a chance on him? He was he was cool when he played, in my opinion. But gosh, it's been so long. I, I bet the first the first sack he would take, the first couple sacks he'd be out. <laughs> like I just there's no there's no replacement for for live gameplay, you know. 
and uh i don't know i i bet they look somewhere else like like a this kind of this kind of hurts to say this but like a carson wentz or something or shoot i'd even take joe flacco joe flacco was pretty decent like he would sling the rock 50 times or something but um i don't know it, it's it's a tough situation all right um jose you have anything else to add to that I think we froze again. All right, Jeez. let's go. Ahead. Let's go ahead and move on. So next right. up, this is, this is another one that really, really hurts my heart. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he also has a blown Achilles, and man, you got to feel for this guy. All the injuries, the he, you know, what did he blow last year? The ACL, PCL, PCP, LDL, you know, every Whoa. every letter in the alphabet, he blew it, and then he blew his Achilles. Um, that sucks, man. Like it, I know he was one of the guys that was sitting out during training camp to try to get the better contract. Now you have this, um, you know, I hope that he makes a comeback to football, just, you know, down the line in general, hopefully it's not the end of his career. Um, but if you have JK Dobbins on your roster, you're scrambling right now to try to find a replacement. Paul, any takes on that? Yeah, it's, un- it's unfortunate, man. Um, I always, I stood away from Dobbins because I'm always a guy that looks for consistency. I know, um, he was it was a while for his last injury and he looked promising at the end of last season when he was healthy um but yeah that's the whole reason why I stay away from players like this man like yeah he was on wasn't on any of my draft lists I, I just even though I knew I could get value for him in one draft because uh, everybody was passing on I, I still passed on just because of the, the factor yeah it's unfortunate man this guy's got the in- injury bug man and he's got the the worst one at all all the injury bugs because yep. uh, I mean, I don't know if you can come back from that. It's two in the last what three years, yeah. And it, it's just it's going to be a a, a a tall mound for him to climb back into. I I don't know, man. If he can do it, um, I hope he can because you never want to see any players go out uh, and end their career like that. But man, it's just it's just tough because I know there's some people to take with the zero running back strap kind of you know draft. You're looking at J.K. sometimes as your number one running back right, on some of those teams, and now. You got to look to the waivers and either spend that money uh, or, you know, you better hope that you have a, a high waiver pick to, uh, to be able to replace that. But it's unfortunate, man. I mean, you just it just the way NFL goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jose, what do you who, who would you target in that backfield? I know we're going to talk about it here in a minute, too, but off the top of your head, who would you who would you go get? As far as the, the Ravens. Or just in Absolutely. general, just on the Ravens. I mean, it's hard enough to pick between the running back crew they had. Now that Dobbins is gone, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think Justice Hill had two touchdowns or something like that. They yeah. all from like the one yard line. Yeah. So I mean, like, even if they do run by you know by committee, I mean, if you spend a lot of money on one of them, kind of wasting your money if. Lamar's gonna run it in, or you know, Edwards is gonna run it in. It's, it's, it's playing hot potato all of a sudden. You know? Yeah, no, I hear you. The right answer is probably last. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson for sure. Because they yeah. just brought—I mean, they had a uh, Mel G on their practice squad who just got activated now. So now you add a third guy into that mix, and yeah. you just—I think it's just gonna be the hot hand type of type of deal over there, man. Whoever's got the hot hand is gonna be, get all those. Those plays or uh, the runs, and I mean, like you just said, Ryan Lamar Jackson. So uh, that, right that's that's a tough one. But, yeah. but this team, this team went through this, through this exact ordeal last year. Yeah, 
Yeah. Every year. Yeah. They had Melvin Gordon. They had a uh, another guy who's on the on the Dolphins at one point. They had the 2016 Pro Bowl man, Le'Veon Bell, yes. Devonta Freeman. And they got Kay and Drake. They had all these guys. Yeah, Kay and Drake. Yeah, they had. He seemed they like everyone was rushing for a different one every week. Hey, Devonta Freeman was on there too, wasn't he? Or yeah, something. he was. <laughs> yeah, had everybody. Devonta Freeman. Yes, I mean, if you guys want to, or anybody out there want to, you know, go and spam. I mean, I mean you want to just throw a waiver out there, just to grab them cool. I mean, if it's stab money, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wasting a whole lot. I'll throw a couple bucks out there, but I mean, I'm not gonna go and spend. Now, I, I mean, I'm not gonna spend more than ten. Yeah, that makes I mean, sense. By, by all means, let, let somebody else blow all their money on a guy that that no one knows is gonna play. Yeah. All right, we'll kind of roll through the, the next guys on this list. So we have Greg Dulcich, leg injury. Um, that's kind of a bummer. I thought he would he might you know end up being something in that uh, Sean Payton offense. Already injured week one. Um, not too much to dive in there, guys. Uh, but the next one here, Aaron Jones with a hamstring injury. Um, he was having himself a pretty good day, um, and then ended up getting a hamstring injury. I think it was late in the game. Um, I haven't heard too much about that injury. How how serious it is. I, haven't read anything on on X if it's you know if he's going to be out for week two or anything. Hopefully it's a mild strain and maybe he's able to play through it or bounce back if after one week out or something. Um, so you know, of course, if you got AJ Dillon on your roster, that that's probably a good thing. Uh, let's see, rolling through the list, we'll kind of roll through these. Uh, yeah. Jacoby Myers concussion that was a scary one. Because uh, uh, he had the whole, you know, frozen hands type deal. Took a pretty nasty shot. And that's a bummer, too, because that guy was tearing it up. I uh, Jacoby was a guy that I hadn't drafted all offseason on any mock drafts. And he comes out, and he's like the legit number two guy. Um, so, Paul, I'm going to pass it to you. What's up with Jacoby Myers? What do you think yeah. about it? Yeah, man. Uh, well, he's in, the, he's in the concussion protocol. So, he's got a series of tests to pass. But. The way he was, the way it looked with him and Jimmy had the connection going, man. And you know, for Jimmy not being there because of the injury, all training camp and stuff. But um, looks like I mean, he looked good, man. I mean, he was that guy going across the middle, you know. Um, Adams taking all the double team and opening it up there. So I mean, if he can stay healthy and get through this, and I know it was a shot, but uh, I mean, a, a hard shot that took him out of the game, but. I mean, the sky's the limit, man. It looks like this guy's going to get, what, I think he had eight receptions on 10 targets. Yeah. 81 yards, two touchdowns. So Jimmy's looking his way. Um, It looked good because Hunter Renfro was out there too, and he didn't get no targets. So it looks like he's looking at, at just uh, Adams and uh, and uh, Jacoby. So fancy upside's looking good for him. Uh, We won't know until after the uh he comes back from concussion protocol and to try to keep that trend up. But it's a, it's a nice waiver pickup. I know I have him in a couple of leagues. Um, so I just got to keep an eye on that, but yeah, it looks good, man. If, uh, if he can get through that, uh, concussion protocol. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree. He, uh, dominated targets as a second guy and, uh, was clearly, clearly the next best behind Adams. Um, some other injuries here. We've got Pat Fryermuth with a chest injury. He took a pretty, pretty good shot to the chest on a end zone reception. Actually didn't get the catch, but a couple plays later, he did get the touchdown catch. Um, I don't know. It's questionable, but you know what? For as long as I've had Pat Fryermuth on a roster, that guy's always had a Q next to his name, so maybe he plays. Um, last few guys on the list, we have the Dante Johnson with a hamstring issue. 
that one sounds pretty serious. Might end up being like a three, four week deal. Um, Jose, what do you think about that, man? And yeah, I read that earlier this morning. Uh, seemed to leave the game. I mean, I thought he just took himself out, you know, faking on injury because you know he's getting locked down pretty much the whole game. But I, you know, they say it's a hamstring. They said a couple weeks, so we'll find out later this week if he goes on an hour or not. Um, if it's that serious, if it's not that serious, obviously he doesn't go on IR. He'll be back in maybe two weeks. You know, IR goes at least four. So, <clears throat> I mean, uh, Kenny Pickett just lost, you know, one of his main targets. So it might just be the uh, Pickett and uh, Pickin show for sure. See how these two can uh, can do. Yeah, with you there. Um, it's a bummer because Deontay – Yeah, but worse than he had last week. Oh, he's cutting in and out. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Um, well, I'm sure he's saying something really good. Um, I mean, I, I basically agree with him. Deontay Johnson was looking really good prior to the injury, um, but you're right, Jose. It's going to be Pickens, you know. I, and if it's not Pickens, it might actually be Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson's going to be 100% Shh, snap. Man, that's what's my sleeper, man. You can't be yeah, I've seen him get a lot of targets in that game, you know, after yeah. uh, uh, Deontay Johnson went out. You know, uh, Allen Robinson, the third he was, he was an afterthought. He was, he was the afterthought. Now, he, you know, after his little stint with the Rams, he, he was in that offense and disappeared <laughs> off the face yeah. of the earth. And the Bears, the second, or was it the second year with the Bears? I think the first year it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But the second year, man, that guy was horrible. You put in your starting lineup for one point. I want to say he was horrible. Yeah, he had, he was fills. horrible. He was horrible. Nah, he, was, he was a disaster. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I was like, you're talking about like this guy was like, I think I drafted him in like the fourth round or so, yeah. or fifth round, and the guy's giving me two points. Actually, I think it was second round, man. Like, oh, was... don't say that, man. Like, <laughs> I I remember, man. That guy was just, I was like, I'll never draft this guy again, ever. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny. It's the next season. Everybody was on him the first year at the Rams. Are like, oh yeah, he's the new Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. You know, draft him. Went in the fourth round, I think, and he was just a complete bust. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I drafted him a couple times, and yeah, he didn't do shit. Oh, Big old buzz, garbage man. But, but now he's maybe, free. Now he's free. But they, they have a. Uh, there's another guy there who was a rookie last year. I think it's I want to say Calvin Austin or something like that. On the top of my head, all right. Yeah, he uh, well, he's another, he's another rookie from last year. So they I mean they had a, you know a good wide receiver core for sure. A little plug and play on that offense. Obviously, I mean, Deontay Johnson's a big name. He didn't have a touchdown last year at all, but, you know, he was targeted over 100 times. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, good point. All right, last couple injuries to talk about. Tyler Lockett with a concussion. Um, he does not have the, the questionable tag on him, at least on fantasy, but what we'll the monitor that one, see if he practices, see if he suits up for the Sunday. Um, if he doesn't, wheels up for JSN, in my opinion. Um, and then last one here, Evan Hole, rookie running back for the Colts with a knee injury. Sounds like he might be out for like the season or for like a prolonged period of time, um, which is a bummer because there was, you know, a chance that maybe as a rookie running back, he'd be able to break into the into the role and be a starting running back. But it's probably not going to happen. All right. So that's it for injuries. Um, let's see. Some local news for TIYF and Fantasy Family Leagues. Let's talk. This is new. New segment. So Bill local Eagles news for two. Yeah, local news. I like it. I like it. 
This is a, I like this segment. All right. Local news. Billy goes one for two in his leagues. I'm second, I also went one for two. Um, Charlie paid his debt in TIYF. So there <laughs> shout was out to Charlie paying up, Charlie. though. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Charlie. Man of his word. Yeah. Man of his word. Paid his debts. Shout out to you, man. Um, other note here. Burrow and Chase fail, fail Billy and Fantasy Family. JK broke my heart for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm gonna. I did, I I missed this on the notes, or else I would have added my own notes. I'll add my own notes. I ran into the Dallas defense in the TIYF league. Um, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have won. Maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, Dallas defense lit me up for thirty something points. Uh, Paul, how, how do you do, man? Oh man, I I went like I think four for seven in my in fantasy leagues this week. Um. The TIYF, I took the L, just like, uh, man, it just it, I, it just wasn't rolling, man. There was a couple of guys on there that kind of just were uh, very unperformed in that in that league. Um, it just I just wasn't hitting it. But my fantasy, uh, the fantasy family, yeah, you know, I just took the win, man. You know, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't too tough. I mean, uh, shout out to you know the guy I played. I mean, uh, he played a good game, but you know, the better team won and. Uh, I was able to get that win without my number one draft pick. You know, it says a lot when you can still put up 100 points and your number one player ain't there. But uh, <clears throat> GG to the guy I played. Uh, I won't I won't say his name, but uh, he fought hard. And um, I look forward, man, four out of seven. You know, now I kind of know where, you know, these players are going, kind of make a little couple of waiver picks and we'll write, write the ship for all seven leagues. <laughs> there you go. Jose, how about you, man? How did you do this week? Horrible. <laughs> I went two two out of five. You know, I lost I lost Ryan and one of them by 20 points. The team I you know I had lost in Lockwood injury. Allen wanted to throw five interceptions yet last night. <laughs> you know, having quarterback problems again. Uh how do you have quarterback problems with Josh Allen, man? <laughs> I was like, I was tell me about like, it. Tell me about it. How do you hey you got you got the top three quarterback in the league. You got you got quarterback problems. I, I lost another league. I lost another league by two points after Dak and I have I have Dak and uh, Lambs. Oh man! And the defense took all the points. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like we he got chopped up right there. But the Cowboys won. Jose, you there? Uh, we <laughs> looks like we're losing them. Yeah, we gotta out. we gotta get that guy a, a signal booster for our internet booster for the outside, man. Um, but, hey, but, today. Hey, but hey, but back what Billy's saying because I think that was the big one of the big reasons why I did lose in, in TIYF, man. It was it was Joe Burrow, man. I have all my leagues, man. I got I got Burrow, Hurts, and uh, and Pat Mahomes, and all my leagues. Those are the three quarterbacks that I have. And the only, and Pat Mahomes, you know, did his thing, gave me the twenty points, but. Uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he had a mediocre, like, 12 points, which is kind of, like, it's kind of rare, you know. You, you know, the guy averaged, like, 25 a game last week or last year. So, it just it's just unfortunate. I mean, yeah, it's week one. I'm not really worried about it. These guys are uh, high-caliber quarterbacks. And I know Burrow just got paid. Maybe he just got to sink in a little bit. But it'll come around, man. It's just week one. Yeah, one quick one quick note or just stat or, or maybe a trend. Maybe it's a trend. We'll see. Um Week one of this year was the lowest scoring week since 2000. It was either 2015 or 2017. There was only uh, 57 touchdowns scored this week. 
Um, last year we were in the seventies, believe it was 76 touchdowns week one. So Damn. talking about 20 touchdowns, less yeah. uh, big, you know, big change for the defense. So yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. I think, but you know, 20 touchdowns is definitely why we're seeing at least for week one, just scoring across the board is down for everybody. So when, uh, when Mac Jones is your QB two and TRYF for week one, it's a, it's a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> yikes yeah guy put up 30 points in that league crazy all right so let's get to some fantasy show out list so uh we're, these are gonna be guys that have scored over 20 points we got a list of 18 <clears throat> players a lot of them hopefully you had some of these guys on your team um so let's just go down the list talk about them uh number one tyree kill 39 points on the week just a big time performance. Had over 200 yards. Had a touchdown or two, maybe I can't remember. Um, just you know, I think you know for for the title for the, the title of 2,000 yards in a season, it's probably going to come down to Tyree Kill or maybe Justin Jefferson. But yeah, crazy, crazy good week. Um, next up, number two, Dallas Cowboys, 37 points according to Fantasy Pros. I can second that. They did score 30 something <clears throat> points and eliminated me out of week one. <laughs> just a crazy good performance for defense. They're they're probably going to finish as the number one defense on the season just because of that week. Yeah. Next on the list, number three, Brandon Ayuk, twenty eight point nine points. I believe it's a half point PPR. Um, guy had a monster week. Jose, I'm gonna pass to you real quick. What what do you see out of Brandon Ayuk for week one? Since he's frozen, I'll talk about Brandon Ayuk because uh, I told everybody that he was going to be the better receiver than uh, in, in San Francisco. I don't like, I don't like Debo. I, I, I told everybody Ayuk was going to have the better season, man. You can get Ayuk later in the rounds, man. Don't waste the third round pick on, on Debo. We can get Ayuk for better value and he's going to be the better receiver at the end of the season, man. He looked good. The guy, I, I mean, I was playing against him in fantasy. So I was, I was watching it step for step and I, I was already in a 20 point, 28 point hole once after the, you know, the early games. But uh, I was able to recover from that, and uh, but yeah, Ayuk looks good, man. Um, he's gonna be the better receiver in my eyes this, the the rest of the season. I yeah. will second that. He looked he looked good. You know, he's given many opportunities, <clears throat> which maybe Jimmy G can never capitalize on. You know, I think Purdy's not afraid to throw the ball. <laughs> he ain't gonna lose the job. No one behind him. So I mean, he was hitting Ayuk. I think he had ten or eleven targets. Well, six or seven, eight catches, something like that. Two touchdowns. Uh, he he balled out for sure. I think on the pod on Friday night, we're talking about the Niners real quick, and we said like you know Ayuk is like you know like, like a picking order in that offense. You know, obviously McCaffrey can go. You know, Debo Ayuk, you know, second or third, and Kittle's in the mix in that one too. So I mean, he's like not even the the main the main guy or focal point in that offense, and here he. he we lost him again darn saying some good stuff i mean he's right so i'll give you i'll give you guys my take on it i i mean i we've known for a while iuk is an elite talent at a wide receiver position i think if he was on any other team he would be the clear-cut wide receiver one you know pretty much anywhere else um on the niners so one thing i read up on on week one against the steelers is they we're going to go up against a lot of man defense, uh, man coverage against Pittsburgh. And it's kind of what it looked like. 
And Ayuk is elite against man coverage and basically just sliced and diced these guys all day long. Um, so it was shaping up to be a good week for Ayuk. I do wonder as we kind of move on into the other weeks, um, if you start to see a little bit more Debo, depending on the kind of defense you're playing. I, I, basically, I guess basically what I'm trying to say is I think you're going to have weeks where it's Ayuk, weeks where it's Debo, weeks where it's like a big CMC game. CMC had a big game regardless. It kind of doesn't matter, but um, you might have like a Kittle game. So either way, Ayuk is an elite talent, awesome player. He's probably going to finish as a wide receiver one this year. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. So next player on the list, Tua Tagovailoa with 28 points, 28.1 points. Um, he man, he had a monster week too. So I know, I know, Paul, you were kind of talking about him in the chat, right? Like, um, just him, he's elite. I th- we think he has a chance to be elite, um, but it really comes down to the health, right? Yeah, man. I, I'll I'll say it now. I'll say it tomorrow. I'll say it next week. I'll say it on my birthday. I'll say it on your birthday. We all know what Tua's problem is, man. He, he has to stay healthy, man. He's never he's never been that quarterback that can stay on the field since he's been in the league. Uh, it's unfortunate because if this guy can play every single game, this guy is a, a top five talent at quarterback in my eyes, man. If just because of what – I mean, it's just proof right there last week. This guy, he damn near almost broke Dan Marino's record. That's right. I said Dan Marino. <laughs> All right. The guy, you know, in 1987, the year I was born – you know what I mean? Jeez, he almost broke that record. If he's getting close to it, uh, it it's just crazy, man. The guy has all the talent in the world. Uh, he's got probably got the, the best weapons. set of receivers in in the league. Uh, if they could, you know, get that running game together and, and figure out that play action pass, because I think that's where it's kind of lacking a little bit. Hey, nobody's afraid of that running game, man. I mean, uh, most of these okay, but you know, they're they're not really fearing that run game in my eyes when I was watching a little bit of it. But if they can get that running game going, open up that play action, yikes. You know, it's just going to be that much more scarier with Tyreek running down there off of play action wide open. And he's already wide open, but it could, just, it could get even worse. But, yeah, man, the, guy's, the guy needs to stay healthy in my eyes, Ryan. Yeah, and, they, you know, they did lose one of their tackles too. Um, <clears throat> went out with the injury. So I have to keep an eye on it. But, man, um, I got a stat for you on Tua before we go to the next player. All so right. week one – uh, King Tua is back with uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. King Tua. Yeah, King, King Tua. Tua. So oh, it's it's a Twitter. It's I see it on Twitter thing. So he had 15 passes over the 15 yard mark. So 15 of his attempts were for over 15 yards. Um, mm-hmm. The next highest was 10 attempts of over 15 yards from Patrick Mahomes. So it's all that means is just an indicator of a lot of deep shots. Um, and when you have receivers like Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, there's a good chance you're going to connect. So in my opinion, in, in fantasy family league where it's four point passing touchdown, t- I think two is okay. So it's like an every week starter. He's like a, you know, maybe a Joe Burrow level. Um, but in the TLIF league, I, I think he's dynamite. Like he could, he'll probably finish like as a top five quarterback if, if he stays healthy. So yeah, that's my opinion. I, I think he could be a top five in just four point touchdown leagues, man. I, if, I really yeah. do. Yeah, I, if he, it's just his health. We all talk about. I mean, think about it. He's one fall, bad fall away from going on the IR, man. It's that's the scary part about it. When you draft, when you draft Tua, your first, your next move is like, oh, I got either he's your backup and it's okay because you already have you know a starter, 
Or if you draft two at first, uh, I got to find something. I got to find something to make sure I have uh, a solid backup for him because, dude, it's too many times. I, I know even last season somebody drafted two and then they got they hose themselves for not having a backup. You got to have that backup just just until he can start building those reps in, in, in seasons and be and build a consistency where he can stay healthy. But right now he's still on the edge. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, next guy on the list, Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers, 25.7 points. Uh, like we talked about, monster week from him. This guy's always underrated. Like we always like draft him hella late, and then he comes out and he's just a, you know, he's a solid RB1 every time. Yeah, shout um, out to Jose for trading to him in, in my uh my uh FedEx league, man. I, I sent him Debo for it. So uh, shout out to, to Jose for that one. There you go. That's not it's not a bad trade. Nice. Yeah. All right, next on the list, uh, like I talked about, Mac Jones, uh, 25.1 points. Sounds like it's standard QB scoring. This is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know how. Like, what, like I got to go back and look at his stat line. Did he have three touchdowns or two? Uh, I'll take a look at why you, if you want to keep going on. He had 300, he had 300 yards passing. Okay. Yeah, well, 300, 316 yards, three touchdowns, three. and a pick. Yeah, pretty good week. See if he Mac does it again. Jones. I'm not a believer yet. Um, Spoiler alert, man. Is he worth a waiver pick? <laughs> is he on the list? I don't know, man. I, no, I he's not. No, he ain't worth it. <laughs> Screw that guy. Uh, just on. making sure, yeah. I think he's a one-week wonder. That's what I think, too. <laughs> All right. Next on the list, Jacoby Myers had 24.6 points. Um, yeah, he had a monster game, too. Did he have two touchdowns? Yeah, he had 81 yards, two touchdowns, eight yeah. receptions. Yeah, man, I I hope he can come back. Um, if he's gonna be playing like that, man, he's gonna be a big part of the yeah, offense. Yeah, you know, honestly, he fits he fits Jimmy G's game really well. A lot of that intermediate stuff, good route runner, big sense. receiver. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he's got some size too. And then it's it's nice to have Adams on the other side, man. To t- to draw, like I said earlier, drawing that double team and giving him all that one on one look. Jacoby as the number one wide receiver with the Patriots was pretty good. Like he was actually pretty good from a statistical standpoint, but now having him as a wide receiver too, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Like that's, there's some talent there. Yeah. So yeah, good, good stuff by the Raiders, man. That's a pick that I I slept on him. I I didn't really think it'd be much of anything, but it looks like I was wrong. Yeah, man. I I was actually surprised to get him in in late in the drafts too. I got him in like, I think four out of my seven leagues. And he was. I didn't start him in any of the leagues because I, you know, I didn't know. You know, it's week yeah. one. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's on my bench, riding my bench on all of them, so we can get back healthy, man. I like uh, awesome flex right there for me if I can get that guy uh, healthy uh, past the concussion protocol, man. That'd be that'd be a solid pick. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I got to put this comment up from Billy uh, talking about Tua. He learned how to fall. Tua managers are good. Don't forget, <laughs> guys. Tua took judo in the offseason. Oh my goodness, he took judo. <laughs> okay, cool, Just man. I was like, oh, so so he's been practicing when he gets hit from the blind side, you know what I mean? To yeah. fall the right way. Come on, man. Yeah, remember he's Come gonna he's gonna tuck the chin and, and fall. So he'll be all right. Right when he hears somebody, he's just gonna lock up and just go down like this and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Get the bubble wrap. They should get that. Uh, they should get the what is the big like horse collar things? The one linebackers use. Yeah, like what, the linebackers what that, wear. What was that? Zach Thomas didn't he? Zach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, he should go like the neck roll. Oh, yeah, the neck roll. That's what it was. He should go back with the neck roll and then get the big old 80s style pads that are oversized. Oh, my God. Go old school, man. (laughs) 
He needs all the padding he can for a get. quarterback. <laughs> hey, that's what I would do in Madden, man. I'd create the quarterback and put all the ridiculous pads and shit. <laughs> oh man, that'd be fun. Would, I'd usually I'd usually name him uh, like Russell Thrillson. <laughs> uh, all right. Good uh, next on the list, Austin Eckler. Uh, 24.4 points, just another monster week. That was a shootout game, man. Um, and surprisingly, for being a shootout, I thought the Chargers were really balanced. Like, they had a good passing attack and a good running attack. Yeah. So, good stuff there. Hopefully the ankle injury doesn't doesn't hold them back. All right. Uh, next on the list, tied for eighth, Christian McCaffrey, 24.4 points, just – Man, that was like vintage Carolina Panthers McCaffrey. The usage, 140-plus yeah. yards, touchdown, just monster game. Just normal CMC there, man. Yeah. Guy doesn't age, man. He's still going. Um, next on the list, Jordan Love, 23 points. He had a solid outing. Um, definitely a waiver wire guy I think we're going to be talking about here in a minute, so I'll pass over him. Uh, number 11, Tyler Algier with 22.9 points. Um, that's one that really pissed me off the more I watched mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but shout out to Tyler Algier. He's a good running back. Um, and Arthur Smith and the Falcons, they run the shit out of the ball. They're so. going to run it like crazy, yeah. man. They're going to probably try to run it like 600 <laughs> times this year. <laughs> so If it works, they got the win. Yeah. I mean, why not? Well, the other thing, too, that I maybe didn't talk about a whole lot is they got they have a Charmin soft schedule. Charmin soft. Damn. They get, they get the Panthers again. They like like from a run from a run defense perspective, I think it's like a top two easy schedule in, in the entire NFL. Um it's it's gonna be nice <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So uh yeah, good stuff, Tyler Algier there. Uh next up, the rookie Anthony Richardson from Indianapolis. Uh 21.9 points. He had a pretty good, pretty good week. I knew he was going to turn the ball over. That's why I started the Jags defense against him. But he still, even even with two turnovers, still had a really good outing. Um, threw for a couple hundred yards, threw a touchdown, rushed a touchdown. I believe he had 10 rushing attempts for 40 yards. Um, that's a guy. I don't know if he's on the waiver wire line. It doesn't look like it. But if he's if he's somehow on a waiver wire for you guys, go pick him up. Only knock I have on that guy, man, is yeah, he took a he took a nasty shot at the end of the game, man. But uh, uh and I said that. I mean, I, everybody talks about how big this guy is, and oh, he could take some shots, man. I don't care how big you are, man. The NFL is a different breed of football players. This ain't college football. I mean, you're 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 taking shots from some from some big leaguers right here, man. The guy's built with muscle on muscle. You take one wrong shot, you're gonna get knocked out of the game. Or or roll, ankle rolled up on you just never know. He just needs, and I think uh, Trevor Lawrence told him that after the game. I saw a little tweet. Hey man, you, I love your game, but you need to learn how to slide. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, no just like that, man. I mean, it'll, it'll save his career. I know he wants to run. I know he's young. I know he's still fresh, but man, you got to slide, man. I don't care how big you are. We need to tweet that to Josh Allen too, man. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you see him jump thing. in the air and just kind of this whole thing like break his neck, man. Yeah. It's, like, all it takes is one bad landing, man. Yeah. Yeah. But Anthony Rich say he had a good show out. Um, it's kind of what I thought it was going to be some turnovers, a lot of rushing. Um, but the thing to remember here, if anybody outside of our two leagues, if anybody here is looking at Anthony Richardson, potentially on the waiver wire or wherever you're thinking of trading for him, I think the big thing that I took away from the Colts, at least for this last week, is their coach is Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles last year. 
And I saw a little bit of that Eagle style where they would do, they tried to do a QB sneak on fourth and short. They on a lot of the, you know, a lot of shorter passing, but then they would try to get some deep bombs going down further down the field. I think they're going to probably try to get Anthony Richardson to be kind of like a Jalen Hurts light, maybe, or maybe surpass him at some point. But uh, mm-hmm. I see some of the similarities, and, and that's pretty exciting. All right, next on the list, Deshaun Watson, um, 21.7 points. The funny thing about Deshaun Watson, man, when I go on the Twitter, it's, I always read about how he plays like shit. But then, like, I look at the points, I'm like, well, he actually had, like, a pretty decent week. What yeah, do you think, man? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, man. I mean, twenty-one points in fantasy. Uh, I think that I think maybe they're talking about how he looked. I mean, he he went sixteen for twenty-nine, so you know, it wasn't really an efficient day throwing the football. One hundred forty, one hundred fifty-four yards, uh, one touchdown, and then it looks like he added five rushes with another touchdown. So the rushing yards is what kind of kept him in like fantasy, uh, in the fantasy point game. But yeah, I mean. Fantasy wise, he's a running quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna get you points that way. So as a fantasy output and, and outlook, yeah, he, he it was solid. But when you look at it outside of fantasy, I uh, you you only made sixteen of thirty passes. You know, almost fifty percent. You know, so that's what it is. But fantasy owners, we don't give we don't give a shit. You know, we we just want the points. Exactly. I don't care if you had five passes for out of thirty attempts, but he had one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> So yeah, and I'm with you there. Yeah, I actually spent quite a bit of time watching that game too on the local TV. Um he was, you know, a little shaky, a little bit of indecision. Um, but I thought it was interesting just kind of how they use their weapons. Like Chubb looked really good. Um, I was mainly watching it for Elijah Moore, who mm. you know didn't have the biggest stat line, but I thought he had a pretty decent week one. It's week seven, one, man. Yeah, seven targets, um, seven percent of the rushing share, which I thought was interesting, but yeah. Yeah, some I think the Browns are definitely gonna be worth watching. Yeah, they they got some pieces. All right, next on the list, number 14, Kendrick Bourne, 21.7 point four points. This guy exploded. Um, I believe he's on the waiver wire list. He is on the waiver wire list, so we'll probably talk about him here some more in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Monster Day. That's a guy that kind of flashes in the pan. Like we see him pop up from time to time. I remember seeing his name last year and the year before. <clears throat> um, some potential there. Uh, next on the list, Tony Pollard, running back, twenty-one point two points. He he just had a he was like pretty much the only guy on offense scoring for Dallas. <laughs> the rest was taken care of by the defense. Mm-hmm. Yep, looking good. Um, and then next we have Justin Herbert with twenty point nine points overall. I think he's going to be just really solid this year. Um, Look the part. You know, probably going to do a lot of well. I take the back. They were more balanced than I thought they were going to be. Um, but either way, I still think Herbert's going to be good. Um, and then the last couple names here, we got Patrick Mahomes at 20 and a half points, which is a bummer because he had like most of those points by halftime and then got completely shut down. Um, yeah, it's I don't blame it so much on him, but his receivers were were trash. So the Lions defense stepped up, man. I mean, yeah, no, they were all right. Yeah. I mean, you're putting the pressure on, but you got Tony dropping everything. It's like that's dude. true too. And then last guy on the list, we got Calvin Ridley, 20.1 points. Um, this is kind of what I expected, to be honest. Like, I, I had a feeling that he was going to end up being really good. Um, one of the things that – one of the or one piece of information that I had read up on about Calvin Ridley coming into the season about his uh, target percentage and route 
um, route yardage percentage and basically his advanced metrics coming in to the Jags and with the Jaguars projected to be one of the higher passing offenses in the league. I thought there was a pretty good chance that Ridley would end up being like a, like a true, like alpha wide receiver one. Um, we'll have to see how it looks in these future weeks, but at least for week one, it looks pretty, pretty good. 11 targets, eight catches over hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bullish on him. I think he's going to be good. Yeah. All right. So that is it for our standout list. Um, there were some other players that we probably, you know, did all right. But let's talk about some busts. We got a bunch of quarterbacks. <laughs> so, yeah. We got it. It's, it's some big names, too, man. It's kind of like it's disappointing. All the tier one guys. So, like, I'm just going to read the list, and then I'm sure there's some other positions that we'll talk about. So, let's just go from quarterbacks from 30 down. <laughs> uh, Josh Dobbs, nobody has him. But 29 on the list, uh, Joe Burrow. That's pretty sad. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott. Although I kind of feel like it wasn't totally Dak's fault. It's just their defense did most of the scoring. Uh, Daniel Jones, straight trash. (laughs) 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 Uh, Number 25, this one hurts, Lamar Jackson. But what, you know, after, after the game, I, I sort of thought about it. And really, if you look back to even last season, Almost every quarterback that played the Houston Texans had a bad game for fantasy purposes. Even even week 17, uh, Trevor Lawrence, man. Like, I think week 17, Trevor Lawrence scored like three or four points against the Texans. So it's just it's their defense. Their what what was it? It was it's a run funnel defense fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just run the ball 40, 50 times and you'll be all right. Yeah, run funnel defense. So to be expected, next matchup I look for with Houston, I'll, I'll probably sit my quarterback. Um, and then we go down further down the list. We got uh, Desmond Ritter, trash. Geno Smith at 23. A little bit surprising. I thought he would have came out and did a little better. Um, 16 for 26 on pass attempts. That was a weird game. Rams came out a lot better than expected. Yeah, they, they surprised me for sure. Yeah, same here. And then next, uh, Bryce Young, rookie rookie quarterback, 20 for 38. Um <clears throat> Only had nine and a half fantasy points. You know, that that game, so anytime you get Carolina versus uh, Atlanta Falcons, it's going to be a run fest, and that's pretty much what it ended up being. So, and maybe not so much for the for the Panthers. I mean, he did have 38 pass attempts, but they weren't efficient. None of their receivers have any juice, so it's hard to get any, any yard separations or things like that. So... All right. Um, that's, that's good, man. I wanted to go right through that real quick anyways because, you know, we got a whole bunch of waivers. We're probably going to slow us down a little bit. So we got a whole second half for, you know, what what's, what do we call this segment? Blow your load? Yeah. This is the blow your load waiver picks. Yes. <laughs> get ready. I've been but waiting fun. for this, right? I mean, I was ready to get through all that other stuff. We, we're ready yeah. to go, man. I know there's – I think uh, Charlie's still in there, you know, got some questions on a couple people, but – yeah, man. Let's let's just jump right into this. All right, unzip and unload. Here we go. Whoa. So, <laughs> all right, let's start off with some running backs, guys. So we talked about some of the injuries, and first off, we're gonna start with the Ravens running backs. So we got Gus Edwards, who is rostered in twenty one point four percent in ESP, twenty one point four percent of teams in ESPN leagues, and then we got Justice Hill, who is point three percent rostered. Um, if we go back and look at that game, 
it looked like it was a pretty even split. I think Justice Hill came out of that game with a couple touchdowns. Um, so who are we going with? Paul, who are you going with? Man, I, I don't even want to <clears throat> I don't even want to spend no money on this backfield. We kind of touched on this a little earlier, man. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like we said, um Lamar Jackson's the only only running back we're taking out of him. And he's the quarterback. Uh but uh yeah, you're not gonna know. Uh, it's gonna be the hot hand, uh, who who really uh, like during the game, whoever has the hot hand. If you look at it, like Gus Edwards had eight carries, uh, Justice still had I think eight carries, and then now they're gonna bring in Mel G, activate him off the practice squad. So <clears throat> it's a crapshoot, man. I, I I'm telling you right now, um, after the waivers go through, <clears throat> if one of them's available, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't waste any money on these guys. But if they follow through and they get through the waivers and I have a spot, I'll, I could take a shot. You know what I mean? But I'm not putting any money into this, into this backfield at all. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, let's put it this way. So I, I know Billy's in the chat and he is in a dire need of, of running back help and fantasy families. He's Tell literally take all three. No, so that way he no knows. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of feel like, Gus Edwards would probably be the safe play to get you like six points a week. <laughs> so but just not that. Gus Edwards got hurt last year too, though, man. Yeah, He's had, yeah, he has a little bit of an injury bug too, man. It's tough. Yeah, I, you know, me personally, I wouldn't look to spend that much money on these guys. Um, if you're really desperate, maybe 5% of your fab, 5, 10% of your fab, at, at absolute max. But, um, I would say if you're looking at an, at an athletic standpoint, Justice Hill does have some pretty elite metrics. I think he was a 4-4 guy at the running back position. He's been with the Ravens for a long time, so which also is kind of like a negative thing because the guy never actually took over the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. I think he will get a little bit more of the passing work. So now that I think about it, I think I sold myself. I probably would lean Justice Hill on this. I don't <laughs> think I would put too much money on it. It would only be like a desperation play if I really need a running back, personally. Just just so, put five on it, Ryan. Yeah, definitely. I'm not blowing any loads for this backfield. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from it. All right, next on the list, Josh Kelly, rostered in 11.4% of leagues. Um, had 92 yards last week with a touchdown, 15 fantasy points. Pretty good week. Um, Josh Kelly, man, this is a, this is, this is a legit question. What do you think? Uh, the, you know, what, what stands out to me is the 16 carries and it wasn't in a game where they were blowing it out. The game was close. You know what I mean? So they they utilized him a lot and then, uh, that's taking nothing away from, uh, from Eckler here. Eckler still balled out. So if they're able to use, get the usage out of him and, and run with these two running backs like this, because Joshua Kelly's been there for a, a while, and we've always talked about, oh, Eckler's going to start going down that downhill fall, woo, woo, woo. and he hasn't, all right? So he's still there. He's still doing his thing. But is this the is this the year that Joshua Kelly finally becomes that guy that's going to that compliment him in the backfield, and you're going to get that one-two punch no matter what? They're going to just split those carries guaranteed, even if one's uh, the, the high hand or not. And that could possibly be uh, what's going on, too, because if uh, Eckler's hot, of course you're not going to stop feeding him the ball. But it sounds like Kelly's going to be a big part of this offense this year, man, if he's getting 16 carries in a tight game like this and he can, and he can produce like that. So I think he's definitely worth 
um, some money here. It's just I'm still debating on on like how much is it really worth because it is only week one, and um, I don't want to I don't want to blow my load on something that's a one week wonder because I've been there before with this guy. I think last year, or the year before, where I'm thinking, oh, he had this great year, and then all of a sudden, or this great two game span, and then he just goes right back to the okay, he's only getting the ball three four carries a game, and I wasted all that money for nothing. So, yeah, that's see, that's what I'm afraid of too. You drop, you know, twenty percent of your fab, which you know is a lot of money. It is uh, thirty. That's thirty dollars. I mean, and we don't know what it's going to look like next week. But I, I, I want to touch on something that you kind of touched on here like a minute ago. Um, and I'm just looking at the waiver wire like running backs that we have listed, dude. Most of these guys are like we're projected backups. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just kind of like an overall trend that I was kind of talking about a while ago. And I, and, and I, if you remember, you might not remember this, but like months ago, I was talking about trends, these trends of all these teams picking up second tight ends and running two tight end set, 12 personnel. And the reasoning behind it being that when you run multiple tight ends out there, a lot of the defenses nowadays play a lot of cover two show to take away that over the top pass, right? So, but when, so you run two tight ends and usually one of those guys is like a passing tight end, like the bills or, you know, you have multiple tight ends. Long story short, when you have two tight ends, you can run the ball more effectively. Mm. And to me, it almost seems like a lot of these teams on their offensive side are shifting more to that power run game and they're using two backs. Just think about it. We had Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly both have good fantasy days. Bijan and Tyler Algier both had monster days. Kyron Williams had a monster day. Cam Aker sucked, but he still had 20 carries. Yeah, that was yeah, 20 carries. Um, that's a lot. That's a split. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, that was almost 50-50. Like a lot of backfields. And I would I would even say like Miami, if they had Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, that would have been a split too. Yeah. Um it also goes to like looking at the looking at the when the running backs are getting paid. If, if you're getting splits like this, and we had all that that the debate of all these top tier running backs trying to get fifteen million dollars and stuff, and now these running backs it's 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 by committee, man. And then there's so how many how many legit running backs out there are just taking the whole you know the whole backfield by themselves? You got Bijan splitting, like come on, you drafted him in your first round pick and he's splitting, like it, it's just crazy, man. And and. I kind of thought that going down there because I saw I saw a trend of it last season with the two running backs, and it's kind of hard. Who do I start? Who do I start here? So I had that mindset going into the draft this year. I, I went heavy receiver just because of this reason, because you could maybe find a running back this year on on uh, on the free agency if you really need one uh, because of how bad the split is. So that was one thing going into this season. Um, it's I know it's week one. I don't want to push too much on it, but as the season goes, I know – I'll be talking about this uh, going forward. It's a good point. I bet the more I think about it, I bet it's more of a trend that we see early season. And then when, when we get to the back half of the season, when it, when it's really time for your stars to step up, that's when you're going to want to have the guy like Austin Eckler or a Bijan, your big time playmakers. So um, it's a trend for sure. It's something I'm going to be following, you know, as the season goes, a lot more split backfields. We've been talking about it forever, but it feels like, but this year it feels more real. I don't know why. It just does. 
Like it's and, and actually I do know why because we look at guys like Tyler Ogier and, and Josh Kelly had monster weeks, and they're backups yeah. technically. Yeah. So yeah, those guys were going in what tenth, eleventh round. <laughs> yeah, almost free. And you're getting fan, so, RB one points and twenty and seventeen points. Yeah, exactly. And so talking about backups, let's talk about Tyler Ogier. Monster week, twenty over twenty two points. Guy had a ton, had two touchdowns, a lot of rushing attempts. Um, if he's somehow on your waiver wire, definitely would advise going to pick him up. I'm blowing uh, half my load on him. Whoa, wait. <laughs> I'm blowing half my bad money. Uh, it looks like in, uh, in ESPN, he's only uh, owned in 40% of the leagues. So, um, I mean, that's he's gonna get he's gonna get some work, man. We know that it's the Falcons. You talked about it. You, you just talked about how soft that run schedule is uh, for this season. So it wouldn't be a surprise. And then you just never know. Got that handcuff just in case one of these running backs get hurt. You know, I'm not saying if, if Bijan gets hurt or he has to miss a game or two and then Algier has to take over. I mean, you already he's already putting up points, and now you got him as a, a full-on starter if something happens. Yeah, I have Tyler Algier in the TIYF league. Have him with Bijan. Nice. I'll probably end up starting both of them this week. Yeah, you know, <laughs> man, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know who the other backfield I forgot to mention? The the Lions, man. Yeah. Uh, Demont and Gibbs. Same thing. They're they're gonna end up splitting most of the year. So yeah, a lot. Of, you know, I think this is this this is just how it's gonna be. And I think a little bit more future talk before we move on. I think the way it'll end up as far as like fantasy drafts is we'll draft whoever is the supposed like talented, more talented guy higher. But knowing that there's probably like a solid vet or some other solid running back behind them, that's going to get a share of the work with them. Mm-hmm. So it's just how it goes. Uh, next guy on the list, Kenny Gainwell. Um, man, this guy was the Eagles were. Man, let me uh, hold on a sec. So first off, let me screw the Eagles, man. Did you guys? <laughs> did you see their their um, what's it called? Their lineup report like two days before uh, Sunday. They put out their roster report, so showing all their starting wide receivers, starting quarterback, starting running backs. Did you see that, Paul? Uh, I, like the depth chart? Yeah, the depth chart. That's what it was. Okay, okay. So I didn't, I didn't it, see it. If you didn't see it, they purposely went out of their way to list all four freaking running backs as starters. I'm, I'm not shitting you. All four of them were listed as starting running backs for the Eagles. Gainwell, Penny, Swift, Boston Scott. So just ultimate ambiguity going into the into the week one. And then what ends up happening is Kenny Gainwell gets over 60% of the snaps. Looks like the clear leader in the backfield, at least for week one. Um, so let's talk about it. Fab, I, I talked to Billy earlier today. He's not really sold on Kenny Gainwell. He's got a rib injury. We're worried about the rest of the guys in that backfield, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny. Um, Paul, what do you think, man? Is he worth the money? And if he is, how much money do you think he's worth? I think he's worth the money, man. The guy, I think uh, I like him over any of the running backs back there. Penny was a healthy scratch. I mean, does it shock me? No. I mean, um, Swift, I mean, look, he only got three. I think he only had three carries. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Gangwell's the guy, man. The question still is how much money do we put out? I don't want to say you put too much out there because Penny hasn't played yet, so it could that could play a role in something or uh, with his with his uh, with the amount of carries he gets. Um, 
I want to say maybe it's got to be under 20. I want to say maybe the 12 to 15 range. I think you can get, I think that's a good kind of a fab kind of price for him. Uh, just because, just because you don't know, because Penny was, was a healthy scratch and you don't know how much production he's going to take away from him. So, but I still think you're going to get good. You're going to get good usage out of a game. Well, he, he does everything, man. He can run between the tackles and he's going to catch it. Yeah. I, I like him as a player. Um, I don't think he's particularly explosive or anything like that. Like, I don't think he's going to be like a league winner. Um, but for guys like Billy, man, like if you're just looking for, you just need a running back to like Billy? start. Like, I think Gainwell would be a good one. Like yeah. to just to get you 10 points, maybe, you know? So yeah. For cheap, like for cheap, for cheap. Yeah. Uh, to get him like 15, to, what, 10 to 15 and you can get Gainwell. I think you're going to get, I think that's a pretty good steal, man. You saying 10 to $15 or 10 to 15%. I think ten to fifteen dollars, man. I don't think nobody's gonna spend twenty bucks on him. I mean, depending on because depending on like I got only a hundred bucks in one. Oh, that's in a different. So I got fab in like five different leagues. So I only have I have one hundred fifty in one of them. So it all depends. Like if you have two hundred bucks, then yeah, you know what I mean. So I guess you, the percentage would probably be right. Maybe you want to do like I would say a seven percent, six percent type. I guess yeah. if you're looking at it like that, I guess I that's the kind of way to cat. explain it. I think they agree with you. The, we're just not really sold on the Eagles, man. Like that. Yeah, it's. I could see Swift starting like n- next week, even. <laughs> so, uh, but to have, but to have Gangwell be, just because of the injury-prone running backs, that's another yeah. reason why. Yeah. Gangwell's Gangwell. I know he got nicked up a little bit, but he's gonna be there all, all year, man. That's a good point. You know, it's like running back hunger games, man. I think yeah. Gangwell will make it to the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, next on the list, we have Kyron Williams. Billy, this is Billy's guy in the chat. He's been <laughs> rallying people up saying he's dropping $50 plus. Boy, said he dropped 20 bucks on him. <laughs> <laughs> Kyron Williams came out of nowhere um, to get really, I think he dominated the snaps, but Akers got most of the touches. But a lot of that was garbage time. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, Kyron Williams looked good. Looked solid. A couple touchdowns. Um, I, me personally, I don't know if I'm a believer yet completely. Just it's kind of almost like the Eagles. Like I don't really trust the McVay backfield. But if you do get the guy that is the lead backfield, the lead running back in a McVay offense, more often than not, they're going to be fantasy viable or fan very valuable in fantasy. Um, Kyron Williams, I'll just throw my budget. I I think he's probably I don't know. 15% guy. I was just going to say that 15%, man. Yeah, probably 15%. I think that's fair. And 15% I I, in our league, that would be like 20 bucks. Yeah, I, I, I thought to a couple people they're talking with fat bucks in other leagues that I'm not in. And uh, they're they're going around to 20 bucks, 20 air, $20 about yeah, like average about what they're going for. You never know. You might get one of those randoms, though, that come out and drop like $70. I got $55 <laughs> on them. Yeah. Billy. Billy, if you don't Stop put 55 it. on them, if I don't see 55 at 1 a.m. in the morning when the waivers run, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm not even going to sleep tonight. I'm going to wait up the whole time and just look at my phone and just keep hitting refresh. refresh. And then at, <laughs> at, at 12.01 or whenever it goes through, I'll send a text. That way you wake up. You don't have to wake up to ESPN. You're going to wake up to my text. I'll take care of it, man. 
I think some I think somebody <laughs> swoops in and gets him for more. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna overpay. Do not blow your load on this guy. Do not blow your <laughs> load on this guy, man. Hey, if you really if you really want this guy bad, spend the thirty dollars on him, man. That's what it's gonna. That's what really what it's gonna take. You don't need fifty dollars to get this guy. I'm telling you, do not spend fifty bucks on on Kyron <laughs> Williams, man. Please don't. Oh man, can't tell me what to do with my money. <laughs> it's, it's my money. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I like Kyron Williams. It's gonna be here. Okay, if if hey, he's coming uh, to the nerd gang, bro. Uh, he's coming to the nerd gang. Uh, you you guys want to see how much I drop? Oh, you guys, you guys are gonna laugh, bro. I'm telling you, oh, I'm only well, here for just this segment. Kyron Williams, I'm dropping fifty five dollars. Maybe 58. Who knows? But it's gonna, you guys going to look at that shit in the morning. You guys are going to laugh. You're like, no way. This guy just overpaid. I overpaid for Kyron. Do I'm not, not playing. You really you want him that bad, huh? Kyron, I paid for I'm overpaying for Kenny Gainwell. I overpaid for uh, 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 <laughs> who else did I overpay for? What's that other dude name? Um, um, Ken, uh, Kendrick Bourne. But they're all coming. They're My all coming. boy is blowing his load week one. The I told, load I has been him, blown. I, I got like I probably got like twenty nine dollars left, bro. <laughs> hey man, you gotta hit the waivers. I, I've always said you gotta hit the waivers hard week one because if you don't hit the waivers hard week one, man, and you don't get these guys because these th- right now is kind of what's showing a little bit. Like week one, week two, you kind of find a no, but after week one, you kind of see the volume you're getting out of these guys. And if you don't, it gets really it gets really scarce going into like week three, week four. Everything kind of settles in. The only time you get to hit waivers is somebody gets hurt, and then. That, and if you have the money, then you have to blow your load that way. But if you can even it out like this, because there's so many different guys you can kind of grab. And you might be able to grab all the guys you want because you have all the money uh, right now up front. So it's not a bad idea, but it's just, just spread yeah, it out no, evenly. It, it definitely sucks. But the position I'm in, you got to think about this. Oh, I yeah. just lost JK. I got Khalil Herbert. And then I had what Evan Hall and a couple other little like cuffs. Like I had cuffs. I didn't have like actual running backs. So obviously that's why I got to spend like I'm, I've dropped $55 on Kyron Williams just to make sure that I grab, uh, you know what I'm saying? This running back, at least in, in fantasy family. In, I know uh, what running back. I know what you're running back. You other one you're talking about, but good it, luck with that one. It, yeah. In, uh, uh, yeah, in uh, TIYF, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Good luck. I got 50 on the other one, so you ain't getting in. You don't. You have no idea, bro, what I'm doing right now. I am overpaying. Yeah. I'm overpaying. TIYF. In both leagues, bro. Both yeah. leagues. I'll show you guys, but if I do that, then that just gives I gotta go up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, real quick, since we got you, real quick. How'd you do on how'd you do on fantasy, Billy? All right. I whipped on Charlie. Like I said, I was gonna <laughs> whip on Charlie, right? You know what I'm saying? He talked all that mad shit talking about I had a last place team. He was just like two weeks ago <laughs> in the chat saying I had a last place team. It was something about water length this, water length that. Uh, and then he tried to he tried to solidify that DJ Moore pick. How did that work out for you, Charlie? How did DJ Moore work out for you? Come on, man. My boy I'll, was I'll wait. my boy I'll was wait. toast. He was toast. Let, let hey, him go. We were supposed to we were supposed to bet on every game. And he's like, I'm not betting no more, guys. I'm uh I'm out. I, I just don't want to come in last place now. I drafted a bad team. Uh, I can't do this no more. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> and then and then I got curb stomp. I didn't get curb stomp, actually. It was it was actually a close game. It was closer than than it should have been, to be honest with you. Like, um, unfortunately, Jamar Chase and um, Joe Burrow, they bent me over, and you know they had their way with me a little bit. So I mean, but uh, Ayuk, man, Ayuk, 
I'm praising Ayuk all week, all year. I think he's uh, solid enough. If I was, I was even looking at it, dude, because it is just crazy. If I would have played Puka, like instead of Evan Hall, like I, I changed it out at the last minute. Even like I don't know why I did that, but I felt like Evan Hall was gonna have a, a decent afternoon. Which that second half, he was looking like he was getting the start over Deion Jackson. Like it looked like some some happened, and Evan Hall was gonna have himself a a, a good afternoon, starting to catch out the backfield. And then the beginning of that third quarter came down with that uh, leg injury, knee injury, whatever they're calling it. So it was very unfortunate. But Puka definitely, um, he was definitely who I thought he was going to be. So going forward, he's definitely in the lineups. Um, yeah. We're may, almost there may, to Puka. We're almost there it, to Puka. It, 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 may, it may not be as consistent as I thought. But um, other than that, man, I, uh, Tyler Bass, I thought he was going to drop 30. Uh, but unfortunately, Josh <laughs> Allen, man. Josh Allen, man. Watch the Tyler Bass drop 30, though. No. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I was like, here comes the 34 points that I need. 34 <laughs> points that I need. But now, if I would have had Derek Carr and Puka in the lineup, um, I probably think I would have got you by, like, one point or something like that. I was, like, doing it. like. Yeah, we could play if I would have did this, I would have did no, that. I mean, we could no, play no, it all I was, night. I was looking if at it. If I would have started Jacoby Myers, it would have been Molly Watts. But you know what? It would have been. End of the, been. At the end of the day. But, hey, you got to go with your key starters, and that's gotta what happens, right? You got to go with right? your key starters. You got to you gotta go, go with, with the way you drafted. And chase. Yeah, I mean, nah, you're never going to not going to start those guys. You know, you just got to. You just got to roll with the punches. I got that stack too in, in another league, and it, it did yeah. the same thing. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but one week. Yeah. You're going to see, bro. You're going to see. Puka, I mean, yeah, he may not do nothing <laughs> against the Niners, but he's probably, I, I can't, I think Puka is good enough to get at least 10 points against the Niners. Like, who, that's who, like, oh, who is 19 problems? I'm getting Jose. All of a sudden, his internet oh, works. Totally. Huh? Yeah, he's, he's scared to be on the. He's scared to be on the pot. He, he can't go live, but I mean, is I guess uh, when you got to dial up, you know, you're able. It takes about five minutes to send a message <laughs> to upload. Hey, we're gonna get ten minutes in. He's be like, yeah, that Joshua Kelly guy. <laughs> My boy's sending through Morse code right now, so don't worry. It takes a little longer to get through to us. <laughs> yeah, I know he. Uh... He was talking mad shit about me losing, um, and then look what happens. Josh Allen does the same thing because I hit him up about <laughs> Algier, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, if it wasn't for you, you would never even had the eighty points." But I'm like, "All right." And then next thing you know, look, my team like outscored him, so that's what happens. Yeah, Lee John was the lowest scorer in that in that week. Oh, did for uh, my league. Vic, did Vic pay you that ten dollars? Oh, not yet. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Remember in our league, the lowest points, he only got 50 points. I don't, and I think he, I think him and Charlie got, you know, the runners up for the, the worst team in the league. Oh, uh, uh, man. Man. At least Charlie on. got Kelsey. Yeah, at least he got Kelsey in his back pocket. At least Charlie got Kelsey. Yeah, no, but uh, I great pot tonight, fellas. I'm about to actually go lay back down. I, I just all wasted right, all my energy on that shit. <laughs> all all right, right, catch you later. All right. So. Let's see. We talked about Kyron Williams. Went a big rant about him. Uh, Jalen Warren, rostered in 46% of leagues. Um, like we talked about, committee with Najee Harris. I don't think he had the best stat line, but usage looks promising. Yeah, the snap counts is definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, it's just, you know, if he's out there on the field, um, there's just that opportunity, depending on what play is called. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I liked him last season. 
when Najee was kind of like up and down and they had this, the struggles uh, on the offensive line. And anytime uh, Jalen Warren was in there, he was actually productive and he had uh, more yards per carry every time he touched the ball. And he, I mean, he looks good out there when he gets the touches, but uh, just got to get the right play calls for him when he's, when he's on the field. Yeah, I agree. He'll probably have better weeks. Um, fat percentage. If he's out there, 10%, something, 10. maybe a little, little more. Yeah. If, I think he's going to be good. Um, I guess the question is, does he have a chance to take over the backfield? I don't think so, but I know like a lot of fantasy Twitter like would talk about him being like the RB1. I don't see it. I think he'll just be a good complimentary player. Yeah. But with handcuff, handcuff stamp, you know, ability. Najee goes down, then yeah, Warren probably be like a top 15 guy or something. So, all right, uh, that's it for the running backs. Let's go ahead and talk about some wide receivers. So, number one on the list, Puka Nakua. Puka. Um, monster, monster week. Here you go, targets, baby. 119 yards. Um, yeah, I'll admit, I wasn't a believer, man. Like, I just um, – and in the first – you know, his first name, I just kind of think of Puke, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not so I, – I looked at his picture, Ryan, and I I just didn't think that uh, he could be a guy that can <laughs> – you know, put up 119 yards when I saw it. He had all this fluffy hair, and I was like, you know what? Just right off, right, just the picture didn't look good to me. You know what I mean? The, just like the way man. that, just the way his hair stuck out of his helmet. <laughs> you know, I didn't. But you know what? He proved me wrong, man. He proved me wrong. The guy, the guy, you know, went in there and you know, and and made a name for himself. Week one, he's got a tough matchup going into week two uh, against the Niners. So uh, that's. That's a little discouraging because, you know, you don't – you want to – you kind of want to – if you're looking for receiver help and you want him right off the bat and it's kind of hard to kind of put start him right away, I mean, maybe, yeah, he's probably still a good flex. I think, like Billy said, probably could still get you 10 points. Um, but, yeah, man, out of nowhere. I mean, I was part of the 88% or 87% that didn't believe in him. So that – I just want to shout out to that 2.3% that, that owns him in fantasy leagues. I know Billy's one of them. The two point three percent. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. You might have found him something there. Uh, I just look forward to seeing what he's he's gonna bring uh, the whole year. It's good stuff. I think. All right. So the next question is like, all right, we know he's gonna get hyper targeted while Cup is out, right? I I think part of it is Stafford too. Stafford looked really good, and Stafford just has this this thing about him where he likes to hyper target receivers. Um. What happens when Cup comes back, if he does come back? My guess is if 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 Puka's for real, like let's say he's a legit, like he goes the next four or five weeks being like a solid wide receiver too, putting up good stat lines, what happens when Cup comes back? I think personally maybe he goes into like that old Robert Woods type role where, you know, is a, still a pretty decent receiver, decent fantasy producer, but obviously Cup's the number one guy. Um, I think that'd be the best outcome. Um, and then if that's the case, then that's a slam dunk like pickup off the waiver wire. Like you would absolutely, you would draft that guy probably round six or seven would be my guess. So um, as far as fat budget, man, I, I think he's probably, if he's on your waiver wire, which 98% of leagues he probably is, mm-hmm. um, I would put 20% or maybe even more. I think he's worth yeah. it. Round that into dollars, I uh, I would say like twenty five to thirty dollars. Uh, you're looking looking at for sure, man. And if you really want them, 
throw that 40 spot on him, man. I think uh, I think 40 will get it, the deal done on uh, on on some leagues for sure. But yeah, 20 to 25 for sure. That's 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 what it, the going price is going to be for him. Just because it's week one, and you yeah. don't want to you don't want to throw. It, you don't know if he's for sure for sure yet. Cause you don't want to throw like 60 bucks and knowing, Oh yeah, this guy's going to be this, he's going to do this all year. I don't know that. Um, but to get him on your team and get him rostered, maybe, maybe 25 to 30 bucks. Thinking the more I think about it, seeing what I saw on Sunday, if I had him on my team, I would start him next week. So just, just thinking that, I guess thinking that way, I probably would drop $40 on him. If he was available, probably, I would probably be in the 40 to 50 range just because I, it's pretty that's, clear. That's guaranteed. That's guaranteed getting them right there. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty clear. Like next week, it's a tough match against the Niners, but he's going to get the targets mm-hmm. um, at least until cup comes back. I, I think the, the thing to consider though, is just when, if you know, when, and if cup comes back, mm-hmm. you're going to see a downtick, but I don't, maybe it's not like, like a massive downtick to where he's like, he's just benched, mm-hmm. but at least for the first, you know, these next few weeks, you should be, see a pretty healthy target share. So if you've been watching the pod, you've been watching the pod. Billy's been been praising this guy the last week or two. So if you picked him up and listened to Billy, you sent him a thank you letter. Uh, if you already have him rostered, you don't got to waste that fab money. Yeah, yeah, he got that one. He 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 nailed, he nailed it. He nailed it. Yep. We all yeah, that's a good one. So next on the list is uh, running mate two two Atwell. Um, I know I kind of talked about that one just like as a throwaway, but I thought uh, it was as a joke. It, it kind of was <laughs> a joke, but yeah, it was, he got eight targets, 119 yards. Um, you know, I, I'm less confident about Tutu. Like I would definitely, I would start uh, Puka over him, but if you need a receiver, you know, you could go out there and get Tutu. Um, fat budget on that, no more than five percent for me. Not even, you know, like a two to three percent price. I don't, I don't even think I'm touching him, man. I, I think yeah. if he falls, if he falls, slips through the crack, and he, and he's there, yeah, I'll take a chance. But I'm not wasting any money on two two because just because, uh, I think Puka has more upside, and then you also got people have Van Jefferson's there too. I don't think I don't, I'm not high on him either. But uh, there's three set, there's three receivers out there, but uh. Yeah, I'm not sold on two two yet, but just because he's been there longer, I think it was his third year or something. Yeah, that he he tends to have a couple of games where he kind of like, okay, he has 100 yards here. It might this might be that one game where he has, okay, he has 100 yards, and then he goes back to two catches for 15. You know, so exactly, I've seen it seen it before with two two. All right, the next two guys on the list, um, I'm gonna be, I would be willing to spend a little bit more money for these guys. So first up, Zay Jones, Jaguars. Um, rostered in 29%, nearly 30% of rosters, had 16 and a half fantasy points, seven targets. Um, Zay Jones is the clear number two in Jacksonville. So, I, and I know, I know I talked about this a couple weeks ago from preseason. So, one of the concerning things from preseason that I saw after preseason week one was that Christian Kirk, remember I told you this, Paul? Christian mm-hmm. Kirk was only in on 11 personnel sets. Anytime they would go three wide receivers, then Christian Kirk would get in. Anytime they went two wide receivers and they loaded up on 12 personnel, like two tight ends, um, it was only Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones. That was it. And that's exactly what happened in week one. Um, to me, it's pretty clear Zay Jones is, is the wide receiver two on this team. Um, and like I was talking about a minute ago, this team's going to pass a lot. They're probably 
the projection I saw, they're probably going to be in the 630 to 640 pass attempt range, um, which is definitely viable for a wide receiver too in that offense to be good for fantasy. So Zay Jones, man, if he's out there, if in my – so I think there is one league where Zay Jones is available I, where I don't really need a receiver. But if I did need a receiver, I would absolutely go out and spend some money for Zay Jones. So I don't know if Charlie's still on, still watching this. Now he was asking about wide receivers a while ago. Um, Zay Jones would be a guy I would go get. Like he's the wide receiver too in that offense, but he's going to be good. Um, seven targets, not bad either. He's probably going to catch a lot of touchdowns. What do you think, Paul? I I don't feel the same way with Zay Jones just because of the consi- consistency with with uh, I've seen him over the years, even with the Raiders. I'm going back to like his Raider days. Like he's you know he was there when uh he covered when when uh, our receivers were hurt and he was the, the number two receiver on the team. He just wasn't consistent. He has these games where he'll put up 20 points, but then he has he goes cold for two or three games and then you don't see anything, you know. So I mean. Zay Jones has always been that way with me. I, I'm not for me. That's just how I see it. Uh, I followed. I, I kind of followed him closely when he was on the Raiders, and I still, you know, I still kind of follow him now, and I see him out there. But he's that spot starter receiver. You just got to find that right spot for me um, to be able to like put him in that starting lineup or even that flex. I mean, I, I guess if you really need help, a flex wouldn't hurt. But uh, yeah, I just I'm not spending a lot of money on this guy for for me, man. Um, I'm more of like. 10 maybe 10 percent like looking at this guy for me yeah zay jones he's available in tiyf too you hear that charlie <laughs> he's out there um blow your load yeah, i would say i don't he's definitely not a blow your load guy but i would probably be more around the 15 percent 10 to 10 to 15 um you know honestly in this league it probably it might not take that much to get him so if you're really being honest like it it's probably not going to be that much but uh, seven ninety nine. Yeah, probably yeah, eight eight bucks. There you go. <laughs> Put an eight spot on. I think you can get them. I, I like him though. Like I, I think that I think maybe not the talent. May, like you said, he's probably inconsistent. But I think the opportunity is going to be there. And a lot of times, that's that's like more than half the battle. So yeah. he's in his snap percentage is high, like in the ninety percent, which is what you want. You want a guy that's on the field most of the time. So. Mm-hmm. Good one there. Uh, next one on the list is Romeo Dobbs, Green Bay Packers. So Romeo is 19% owned, had two receiving touchdowns, monster week. Um, I like him. The only I'd say the only asterisk is that Christian Watson was out. What do you think? What do you think about Dobbs? Yeah, but I think him still being Watson and uh, Dobbs being the one and two. I still think he's he's gonna be on the field, and uh, he's still trying to build that reputation with uh, or consistency with his with his tight end. I mean his receivers. So both of them being on the field, I, I mean he's not gonna be losing any uh, snap counts or anything. Uh, I honestly like Dobbs just because he's more that possession, that blanket type of guy. Christian Watson's your high flyer, going you know zinging down, you know having fly sweeps, all that kind of stuff. He's your speedster, basically, is what I'm saying. And he's going to get those deep balls. But Dobbs is going to get you that, you know, those maybe seven to maybe seven, eight catch games. And, you know, in the end zone, when he gets to the red zone, he's he's that big guy that you toss it up and he's going to he's going to come down with it. I mean, he had a couple of just kind of right there. They're on the goal line. They just tossed it up to him and he just comes down with it. That guy, 
he's he's the playmaker when it comes to the red zone. I like him. Uh, I like him a lot. I, I'm willing to spend some money on this guy because uh, I mean, looks like it looks like my boy Buddy Love kind of kind of liked him there at the end. Only thing is, he got a little hurt last season. He has. I mean, I know he he came into this game with a hamstring, but he's still suited up, so that's a good sign. Um, he's worth he's worth picking up, man, for sure. But it just depends. I'm still I'm still debating on it. I know I'm, I'm still thinking about it on how much to put on this guy to to get him. Probably ten percent. Think so? What if I really want him? Actually, you know what? Like. It's gonna take Romeo, more Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs is one of those guys in, in fantasy football that I feel like most people see Romeo Dobbs, they see Green Bay Packers, and they're like, I want that guy. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, he's just one of those really popular guys. I've never been like that sold on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like so for me, it would be like five to ten percent, but for I could see somebody else going 15, 20 percent. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, like. You know how we always like all of us just kind of have our like our implicit bias on like certain teams and types of players and stuff like that. Yeah, Dobbs Dobbs never fit the mold for me. <laughs> so, we got do, do we got any Packer fans? Oh, we do. So we got a, is, I don't know if he's available in the TIYF league, but yeah, uh, I just checked. He's not available in either one of the leagues that we're in. Yeah. So, um, so for you know. Local guys, you can forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dobbs is is nice, man. I mean, what is it? Only nineteen percent owned in the rest of uh, ESPN. Yeah. So it yeah, sounds like we're really doing our homework in the local leagues here. Uh, uh, every time yeah. I look, it looks like these guys are already picked up. But shout out to the guys doing their homework in our leagues and making it that much tougher for us to find these free agents. But uh, I like I like Dobbs a lot, man. Uh, I really I I think he's available in one of my leagues. That's why I'm still kind of debating. On uh, how much to put down on him, uh, I, I probably have to put a twenty-five spot on him. I think just to think, lock uh, just him up. To, yeah, just to lock him up for sure. Yeah. All right. Next on the list, Kendrick Bourne, two uh, percent own, twenty-four fantasy points. Um, I just man, I don't anything Patriots. No thanks. <laughs> like I know he had a big week. Um, happens from time to time with Kendrick Bourne. But I just I could see them coming out, and he has like four points next week. You know, yeah, I'll I'm I'll second that man. I'm not spending I'm not spending any money on him. I'm not yeah. a fan. I'm not a fan, and I've seen it happen with so many wide receivers, especially with New England. They like to run the ball a lot, and you got Mac Jones throwing him the rock. Yeah, he had one good week. I need to see that. I need to see that on a every week basis for me. Exactly. Uh, next on the list, Rashid Shahid, New Orleans Saints, two percent own, um, had nineteen fantasy points. This is this guy is the deep threat on that offense with Derek Carr. Um, I like him, but I, he's one of those players. Like, when do you start him? You know what I mean? Like, like when do you play this guy? Because I wouldn't shock me if like next next week it's three points. <laughs> You know, and then the following week's twenty points. Gotta kind of remember, like, Ryan, this is a double flex in both these leagues. Yeah, I mean, he's sure. still worth he's still worth the double flex spot, right? You don't think so? Yeah. I mean, maybe if you have like one of the bottom end rosters, sure. But yeah, so I get. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You got no. Think about your team last season and how everything went. Later on in the year, we're talking about injuries are going to pile up. You know, to have this guy on your roster, he had he looked good. I mean, he looked good week one, 
They got a new quarterback, Derek Carr, who loves to throw the ball to everybody. You got to think of that about that too. The quarterback play. Derek Carr is going to throw it to whoever. He's he's not going to find he's not going to find a favorite target because you know Adams ain't there. He you know his his college teammate ain't there, so he's going to spread the ball to whoever is open. And that's the that's the good thing. That's the only thing good thing about cars. Everybody's gonna get some love, but I I think you know for a double flex, I think it's a pretty solid pick. Yeah, what would you spend on him? I'm I'm not overpricing this guy. Um, they got a lot of weapons out there in New Orleans. You got you got the Michael Thomas and you got the Olave. Um, especially if Michael Thomas gets hurt, man. Think about that too. Cause you know Michael Thomas, he's he's been out the league for a minute, just because of injuries. So I'm, I think fifteen bucks. Um, I don't I don't think a twenty. I don't think you need to spend twenty on him. Uh, I think about fifteen bucks to get the job done. Maybe even twelve. I, I think you'd be all right. Billy says thirty. Yikes, Billy! You Billy's not <laughs> save some money, my boy. Jeez. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on thirty dollars. I mean, you you're over. You're really got him overpriced for thirty dollars right there, my boy. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I like the guy. Um, he's definitely a deep threat. Uh, from an analytics standpoint, the guy is like off the charts for for like a deep ball uh, receiver. Uh, is he the number three target? You know, I I don't know. I don't know either, um, man. I, I, I'm I'm just going off week one. I'm just going off a of week one, yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> you really don't like this guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so let's move on. Every time I see his name, that's what I, that's what I think. Sorry. So if you guys aren't watching the the stream, um, I just butchered his name on purpose, but. That's this is how I see it. All right, let's move on to the quarterback. So first up, we got Jared Goff, um, forty-eight percent owned in fantasy, QB ten overall last season. Um, Matt, Paul, we talked about Goff a lot, like over the off season. Um, if he's playing at home in a dome, start him. If he's on the road, sit him. Um, so with all that said, if you need a quarterback. Um, especially in TIYF, if you need a quarterback and a six-point passing touchdown league, I like Goff a lot. Like I think he's somebody you could pick up and play when he's playing at home. Um, for Fab budget, five percent. I don't know, ten maybe. Just going going off of you know he's only owned in fifty percent of the league. So so he scored fourteen points in week one, right? But he was on the road, right? And and we all said he had a good game with fourteen points. All right, so. Just just a heads up, he has the next two games he plays are at home. So if you for real, if you really need a, a quarterback, good point. He's got he's got two home games coming up, and if he's playing that good on the road, I mean, they got the running game going. Basically, is what I'm saying. They got the running game going. That's what that's what really kept them into that game, and that's what kept Pat Mahomes on the sideline. But yeah. I fat bucks, man. I mean, I don't know how bad you really need need a, a backup quarterback unless unless you have Aaron Rodgers and you really need one bad. Good point. Good so point. that that could be in play also. If you have Actual, Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're gonna have to spend some money here. You're gonna have to spend a really some, good point. Yeah, you're gonna have to spend some money here, man. And and quarterbacks they get scarce really quick, 
and I hate to say it, man, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have, almost have to top out on this guy. Um, and there's, I, I, and I want to throw this out there too. There's other people in this league who will pick this guy up just so you don't get him because they don't want to play him later. I know, I know a lot of people that do that on a consistent basis. So, uh, man, to put a price on him, oh man. And Aaron, and you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you can maybe forty 20 bucks. bucks. Now nah, you got to put forty, man. Forty. Oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. I remember last. I remember last year, Goff had a good week, and then Trey picked them up for like forty bucks, forty-five bucks. I think. Yeah, they spent a lot. Like, yeah, you got to put forty a forty burger on him, man. I, I'm pretty sure. If you need quarterback help, you're gonna get it out of Goff this season. That running game looks pinpoint sharp, man. You're gonna have to really, you're really gonna have to just spend some money on him, and I think he could have a good year um, as your quarterback if you really need desperately need one. Yeah, that's a good point. High powered offense too, like the it's it's you want that kind of guy. Yeah, I think we could say the same thing about the next guy too, Brock Purdy. Um, I mean that offense is efficient, tons of weapons. Um, I like I like him more in the TIYF league for us, six point passing touchdown. I think he could be like a viable starter. Um, I mean, I would, I think, I actually personally, I think he actually goes at a higher price than Goff. I think after this first week, seeing what they did against Pittsburgh, probably, I guess, I'm at you know, going off what you said, probably be another forty dollars. I mean, if you want to go after that guy, I'm, especially, I'm gonna, in, I'm gonna spend fifty on him, Ryan. Fifty. Just because there's Niner fans. Available. Just, just because think, there's Niner fans. I think all the Niner fans in our leagues took them yeah. up already. Yeah, there's not Brock Purdy is not available in not one of my leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what does that He's tell dead. you? I play with too many Niner fans. <laughs> yeah, I've I've already succumbed to the to the fact that I'm never gonna get any Raiders or any Niners in any of my leagues. <laughs> so will never never happen. So all right, yeah, Brock Purdy, I like him. I, I think he's a good pickup. Spend the money, get him. I think he's gonna be solid this year um, on a high-powered team. You want quarterbacks on good teams, and mm-hmm. Goff and Brock Purdy both on excellent teams. So, uh, next guy here, Jordan Love, Green Bay Packers, fifteen percent owned. Had a great week last week. Um, I sort of like him. Like I, I think he's been impressive in the preseason. He's been consistent. He's got some pretty decent weapons around him with Christian Watson, who hasn't played yet, but you got Dobbs, you got Musgrave. Um, got really good run game with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Um I you know, I you could do worse. Like I think it's not bad. Like he's definitely a guy. I, I think he's gonna probably be another popular pickup, especially being with the Packers. What do you think? Yeah, uh I think for sure. Um in my league, I think Ann's gonna be Focusing on this guy, TIYF, solid pick by Manny. I uh, I kind of told him to pick this guy. Don't worry, man, I got your back. I was like, how you can be a Packers fan and not have Buddy Love on your team? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sold him that pick a little bit. Hey, panned out, man. Hey, he, he looks yeah, good. Okay. He looks good. Uh, I, I, you know what? I was right before week one happened, man. I was like debating, like, dude, I really want to pick up Jordan Love just because of the upside, and you just never know. And I was just like, you know, it's week one. I didn't want to drop, like, uh, a Devin Harris or guys. I didn't know anything about how many, you know, attempts they're going to get. And I was like, I don't want to dump any of these guys, but I really wanted uh, Jordan Love. But I just couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on it. But, yeah, I was pondering it for a while. 
just because Sorry, I was th- I was thinking for the following year like keeper. So, yeah. um, but yeah, man, now I gotta probably I gotta pay the piper to get him in in, in the league for sure. I know <laughs> there's gonna be guys that are looking at him. Um, yeah. it's gonna suck. I, probably thirty dollars as he's going. I, he's gonna go a little bit under the last two guys we talked about. Um, but just because of, he's still he's still young, he played uh the Bears and uh and we don't know too much about him yet. Like can he keep this up all year? So that's why I think he goes around you know, thirty bucks. Yeah, there's there's some allure there still, him being a young player. Like you don't know, he could come out and tear it up again this next week and now, you know, you got a QB one on your hands. What's a dud no next week? You never know. Yeah. Who are they playing? They're playing the Falcons. The Falcons, I think. Falcons. Hmm. That's gonna. Uh, that's gonna be like fifty rush attempts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you might be able to get them cheaper next week. Now I think about it. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, last quarterback we got here: Matt Stafford, thirty percent owned. Um, Matt Stafford looked good. I thought he looked impressive. It looked like the old Matt Stafford, sharp. Pinpoint passes, throwing bullets down the seam. Um, had 14 fantasy points, so didn't have the biggest outing. Um, but just from the eye test, I thought he looked great. Um, if he gets, it's gonna be one of those guys like when he gets cut back, he's gonna you know probably be viable. And at least in TIYF, a six point passing league, you know, and you get cut back, like you could probably start this guy and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, fat budget, I'd say maybe around the 10 percent range 15 percent. i'm not gonna break my back to get him but um yeah but when cup comes back i think uh yeah like you said he's gonna be solid man yeah the year if i remember right the year that cup had the triple crown stafford i think he just barely was a qb1 and that year he had, fantasy, i thought he had 40 touchdowns that year and fantasy family but in t if he was in tlif he probably he was probably like top six crazy that's the difference, man. Like I look at quarterbacks, totally different TOIF. Like, like in that league, I like I like Brock Purdy, I, I like Stafford, like I like Goff. They're all viable because it's just at the end of the day, it's not rushing touchdowns; it's just touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Stafford's cool. It just depends on your league setting. I think if you're playing in standard standard scoring, uh, four point passing touchdown, then he's probably not as valuable. He's solid but, backup. Let's just say like yeah, that, man. I think right. he's he's a solid backup, man. I'll give him that. All right, let's move on. Tight ends getting close to the end here. So uh, we got Zach Ertz on the list, 39% owned. Um, had 10 targets, but it's the Cardinals. Um, let's just put it out there. Tight end was a shit show this last week. Your tight end one on the season right now is Hunter Henry, <laughs> and your tight end two is Hayden Hurst. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Zach Ertz, I mean, 10 targets is, you know, is definitely nice. Uh if you need a tight end, you might have to put a decent amount of money to pick him up just because he's got the name value too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, 10, 15%. Yeah, tight ends. That's that, that, that hurt, man. <laughs> that, that was like, we might as well not even put the tight end out there. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Ertz, okay. Uh, Sam Laporta, I, I thought he looked pretty good. I think he's going to be okay. You know, probably be good for five to six points a week, which is not. You know, not league winning, but as long as they're not getting a zero, I think it'd be okay. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Luke Musgrave. Three, he had four targets, three catches, fifty yards. Um, he's definitely not the number one option in this offense. 
but I think he's going to get some looks, just like Sam Laporta. So might be worth a waiver wire stash there. Um, I wouldn't spend too big. Um, Laporta, I think I'd spend more for, to be honest. Like with the Lions, I think I'd probably do like 15% if I need a tight end, 20% if I really need a tight end. Um, Luke Musgrave, eh, maybe a little lower, 10 to 15%. Um, and if you really want to, if you really want to dive to the bottom of the dumpster bin, Hayden Hurst, man, um, with a rookie quarterback, a lot of times what you find out is a rookie quarterback, they, they end up using that check down or that safety blanket position with the tight end a lot. Uh, Hayden Hurst, that's he actually had seven targets, 15 points. Um, I had seen on fantasy Twitter that he was getting talked about quite a bit, um, as you know, like a sleeper tight end and it looked, you know, kind of showed out a little bit. So, uh, you know, with the way tight ends is right now, it might not be too bad. Yeah. Well, quick shot on uh, San Laporta. Uh, when I picked him up, and I've, I've been talking a lot about this guy, uh, he played against the Chiefs, who played really good against the tight end. So for him to put up like six to seven points on the tight end of defense that plays very well against the tight end, that's where I'm looking forward to seeing him um, uh, progress as the year goes on, especially with the uh, same thing as Luke Musgrave. I think – by like week five or six, when these guys, these rookies get settled in, I think that's when they're going to start taking off and you'll start seeing it even maybe at the end of the season. Cause that's how rookies kind of, kind of pop off. Like once it gets towards the end of the season, we're starting to get close to like week 10, then they get comfortable. They start getting used to the NFL life and they just start sinking into the offense. Um, that's why, you know, yeah, it doesn't look, their stats don't look good now, but if you, you buy early now and try to hold on and stash them now, it's gonna pay off for me. I, I'm pretty sure even Musgrave too. Yeah, both those those uh, rookie tight ends are both gonna pay off later on and as the season goes on. I could see that. Yeah, it's a different it's a different NFL this year. Like I think there was one stat from last season that that tight ends just across the NFL had the highest usage in the passing game than they've had in like the last decade. Um, it was kind of hard to notice it because Kelsey just dominated the rest of the field. Um, but overall, tight end scoring was up last season. And if we look at it, there's a lot more. There are a lot more tight ends this year, actually. Um, although this week was abysmal because we didn't have like the top end guys like an Andrews or a Kelsey. But um, overall, I think you're gonna, you know, like a Laporta or a Musgrave, you might end up, you know, hitting on one of those guys. Uh, another one. How do you feel about Michael Michael Mayer on the Raiders? I know he didn't get he didn't see many uh, looks, but well, I think the same thing. Kind of like Dal- uh, Denver plays really good at, with their linebackers there against tight ends. It's just it's all matchups, and that's what it's going to be like with tight ends. Especially if you don't have one of the top tier tight ends, you you have to play the matchups. You have to look at at the defenses, do a little homework, kind of dig a little bit. If not, just send it on the pod and let us know. I mean, we'll we'll let you know, but. For to me, anytime I'm looking at it, anytime I'm looking at a tight end, and I'm trying to like you know just use the waiver, or just kind of like go week to week on a tight end. Always look at that defense against the tight end. It makes a big difference. I've been doing that for years. It usually, uh, it works most of the time. You know, sometimes it doesn't pan out, but most of the time it, it pans out if you can get a good solid matchup with the uh, with the line uh, if they're playing against easier linebackers who don't who don't follow the tight end as much. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it just had a tough matchup week one. I know uh, Jimmy – I don't know, Jimmy G, I know with, when he was with Kelsey over there, it was like, okay. And I, I really didn't watch a lot of Niner games last season. But uh, 
I think he, he's a rookie. Like I said, it, buyer, you know, you buy now, later on down the season, could actually pan out for you. Agreed. Yeah, um, this this tight end class was pretty strong too. So maybe you know maybe Michael Mayer does actually you know as the season goes on starts to pan out. Who's the other guy there? Is it a uh, is it Cooper? Uh, Austin, Austin, Austin Hooper. Hooper, that's what Hooper. Oh, man, I forgot about him. Remember when he yeah. was a tight end one? <laughs> yeah, it was with the Browns or something like that, and he had like ten touchdowns one year. I remember he was with the Falcons. He was oh, was like it the Falcons? It was one of them. Oh, yeah, it was dominant. with the Falcons. He had like 10 touchdowns, and then yeah. he just got lost. <laughs> yep. Never saw him again. <laughs> Never saw him again. Uh, all right. That does it for tight ends, man. That's What a pretty good list there. I think um, if we just want to recap before we shut, shut down real quick, um, my number one on this list, probably uh, Puka Nakua, if he's out there, would be my number one guy I'd go after. Number two, I'd put Tyler Algier and Josh Kelly, um, followed by Kenneth Gainwell. Actually, I'd put Kyron Williams, then Kenneth Gainwell, um, then probably Zay Jones. And then at the quarterback position, I like Brock Purdy the best, then Goff, um, and then tight end. I would say definitely Laporta and Zach Ertz, Musgrave. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you with Puka. Puka one. I I like. I like Dobbs a lot, man. I put I'm putting Dobbs up there high at two, man. Um, I'm a big fan of that of, of him. Uh, I'm not sold on Bourne yet, so I'm gonna leave him off. Uh, but for receivers one and two, I'm gonna go uh, Puka and, and Dobbs. Uh, running back wise, I like Joshua Kelly. I like his volume. Uh, I think it, it could stay there. Uh, Tyler Algier. That's a, I mean, if he's there and available, that's a no brainer for sure. With the way the uh, the Falcons are using their running backs, so. Uh, probably put Algier one, then then Kelly two, and then Gainwell. Uh, actually, Williams. Okay, I'm gonna start over on that. I'm gonna go Algier one. I'm gonna go uh, Kyron Williams two. Then I'm gonna go Josh Kelly three, and then Gainwell four. In that order, if you're going for your running backs in in, in waiver order, um, I like all, all four of those running backs. Even Warren, if you can sneak out Warren and get him on a cheap, I would try to get him uh, also. To put in that extra waiver, I think a lot of people are gonna forget about Jalen Warren, and you might be able to get him a lot cheaper than expected. But he's 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 got a he's got a high snap count, man. So uh, don't sleep on him. And quarterbacks, uh, I'm sold on Love, man. I, I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid uh, with Buddy Love, man. I'm gonna go ahead and try try my uh, my best. I, I like Buddy Love's upside with the other compared to the other two quarterbacks. I think you can find something special at, in the keeper league with with my boy Buddy. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, yeah, keeper appeal. I like him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, guys. Well, that does it for uh waiver wire show. Let's we did a pretty good recap there. Um, so you got all the information, you got all the stuff we were thinking. Um, kind of sucks that we're giving it all to you guys right before waivers. So especially those local guys, yeah. All the lo- yeah, I'm I'm not talking about all the anybody that's not in our league, it's the local guys. It's like you guys are cheaters, you my, man. You guys, giving you my thoughts. I know you're watching. Cheaters. Now I got to spend more money than I want, Ryan. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Just uh, take my recommendations with a grain of salt and maybe add a few more percent on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say, man. Oh, man. And uh, I want to shout out Paul real quick. Me and him both got the memo. Hey. So. 
<laughs> hey. Rocking the fantasy family shirt today. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be good. Looks like Billy's got 61 on Karen Williams. So <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we're running up the running up the price on them as we speak. So all right, that's gonna do it for fan for TIYF. Uh, appreciate you guys watching. Go ahead and like, subscribe, do all the stuff that we always ask you to do. We appreciate it. Um, and shout out to anybody on YouTube that followed us um, over this last week. We had seen like a 300% spike in our subscribers. So, or maybe it was like a 200%, but still uh, really appreciate it. Love all the, seeing all the watch hours and stuff. So, all right, that's it for us. We'll catch you on Friday. I think it's going to be Billy's show. So take it easy. Later guys. Go Raiders. <laughs>